You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Life on the Other Side of Should, a podcast of the Sheehive Women's Collective in Ferndale, Michigan. I'm your host, Ursula Adams. And I'm your other host, Sonia Mastic. And I'm your other, other side host, Jackie Smith. And each week we gather to debunk the pretty, pretty bullshit women have been taught to believe about themselves. And explore how women can thrive when they live life according to their own truth, or maybe rules. Okay, so here we go, ladies. So. <laughs> Is that your news alert? Yeah, <laughs> news alert. So news alert. We're going to talk about should. So um, since this is our first official podcast together, um, let's talk a little bit about what should means to each of us. So um, curious. Jackie. Uh, what does should mean to me? It's a dirty word it in my world. dirty, dirty word. And it, it means that it doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. I just was. We were talking about this earlier, and I just was writing some stuff about this and building a, a live business plan or a living business plan. And when you build it from the place of this should be a good idea, we should do this. You're probably doing something that someone else thinks you should, should do. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sonia? <laughs> it usually is uh, always attached to shame. Mm-hmm. Yes. For me. So it's always like, well, I should be in better shape. I should be, you know, like whatever the nonsense is. And even even um, uh, kind of branches over in business where uh, I pitched all the time the same way because that that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you pitch for the type of business that I do. And then once I stopped doing that, I started getting work. <laughs> so <laughs> if you stop, once you stop shooting yeah. on yourself, yes, you've yes, actually started yes. being successful. Well, I think it's really appropriate that we started this podcast at the beginning of the year because if there is ever a time that people get shooted on, it is the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Like resolutions, that all that's all to me. Resolutions are a big old should. You should lose weight. You should call your mom, you know, five times a week. You should brush your teeth 20 Ooh, times a day. Five times a week. That's <laughs> right. not a should. That's sadistic. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, I'm stretching. Right? I'm reaching here. So I'm curious. Um, um, so I don't set resolutions anymore. Nope. nope. Okay. Do you set resolutions? No. God, no. no. Okay. Um, so what are the m- most asinine shoulds you've heard this time of year? Oh, everything, anything to do with, I'm just so tired of hearing about all the weight loss commercials. Yes. Oh, I just really, I, it's like, oh, look, I just mute commercials now and yeah. I watch Netflix and stuff. Like, oh, look, it's diet season. And uh, that drives me banana. I know. You just had this lovely time with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Or your friends or your family of choice, right? And we enjoyed some good food together there for, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas or whatever. And, you know. The month of eating. Exactly. But, I mean, it was really about, like, now we're shaming ourselves for all that great fellowship and downtime, mm-hmm. right? And I just, it pisses me off. As it should. <laughs> <laughs> um. And what what is the most annoying should that you heard, Sonia? Mine is is uh, definitely around the fitness thing and and weight loss, but also that you should have enjoyed time with your family. Yeah, oh. over the holidays. I'm yeah. high fiving you from here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm projecting my own. I enjoyed time with my family, but for the very first time. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Though, but it is the should though. Like, yeah. like if not, then what is wrong with you? What is wrong with your family? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so. But I think it is that um, you should take stock of last year, and you should be making plans for this mm-hmm. year. And it's just like, or maybe I just try to get out of bed and shower, and you know, make- <laughs> <laughs> but, 
<laughs> well, I love that you said that because I did, without realizing it, got caught up in all of the beginning of the year business planning, which is kind of what you do. My intent is That's always what you should have, do anyway. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. My intent is to have it done in October. Yeah. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> and uh, and I'm usually hustling and bustling in January saying, okay, here's our new plan. And um, I did have an awakening last Friday was working with my business coach. I went, oh, my God, these are a whole bunch of shoulds. Yeah. Because she showed me how they were disjointed and how I didn't really have a why. Why are we hitting these goals? Why are we going for this? And and um, I had another epiphany last week. Um, I'm in a, a leadership book club and we're reading Fierce Conversations. Oh, my God, so good. And so they have you do your stump speech. Mm-hmm. And I had just done my vivid visioning statement for my team. And I went, look, it's my stump speech. And then I started thinking about it. And I was listening to other people's stump speeches, which is about themselves. And every time I do things like that, it's about my business. Yeah. Mm. And I went, oh, oh, that might be another little should. <laughs> yeah. I should be thinking about my business first and foremost at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think too. Like the, the the this is a thing I've been wrestling with the, the last couple of days. Is I think should also is in some way trying to force vulnerability. Hmm. And so you can't force that. I mean, you have to really want. So so and then nothing shuts down vulnerability faster than shame. Yeah. So it it, it just feels like that. Like you you know you sh- you should be open to this. You should be like, well, yeah, maybe you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the the biggest should this time of year is you should be goal setting for the whole year. And you know, of course, it it is healthy to take a reflective look at what you have done. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know. And I guess this could be the time to do it. But I was thinking this was the first year I didn't do that. And what I actually did was just enjoyed – I took 25 days off. I have never taken 25 days that off. That is so freaky. <laughs> and when I say I took 25 days off, I worked three of them. <laughs> you know, so I didn't really. But still, it's a long amount of time. I used to it's work brilliant. at nonprofit and this was the busiest time of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd always be you know, just ragged by the end of the year. And this time I just took the time off and I went and I did things and I enjoyed myself and I had downtime. And I'm like – this is the first time I actually feel prepared to to think about what I actually do want mm-hmm. because there was enough downtime. Like the blood is actually flowing back up to my brain. You know, like yeah. I can actually think with a clear mind and a clear heart about what actually matters to me. And I can't, you know, 48 years on this planet, I have been setting my, you know, plans for the new year based on should. I should, I should be doing this and that mm-hmm. and that. And this year I actually haven't really set them other than I want it to be easier. That, that, that's what yeah. I want. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know my word. I picked my word for the year, which I I do love doing that, and yeah. it, and it usually germinates yeah. towards the end of the year. And and my word for myself is compassion. And guess what? There is not any room for when you're being compassionate for yourself. Should should there's no room for that. Should yeah. So the way that this is going to work, this, this podcast, or at least the way we're going to start this out, and we'll evolve and pivot as we learn, right? Is um, so what we have done um, is we have asked the ladies at the She Hive, um, whenever they catch themselves saying the should word, to write it down, and they put it in the should box. And I giggle every time I say the should box. But anyway, just so, for, so everyone knows too that the actual uh, the actual image on the should box is a pile of emoji poo, <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> right? I mean, he's smiling. He looks like. He's happy poop, but yeah. still. <laughs> He's still poop, right? And, and of course, it's, it's 
it's uh, not feminine. So <laughs> it's, Thank it's a dude. <laughs> um, so it actually says. How um, can you tell? Because we said he. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> yeah. And because, we're not going to call a woman poo on this. No. <laughs> I thought it was because of lack of eyelashes. So it says on the, side, on the side of the should box, you should know how to do this. But just in case, you are human and don't magically know all the rules ever made. If you catch yourself saying should in the she-hive, capture it. Write it down. I should, fill in the blank, and stick it in the should box. Your should could be featured on a future she-hive podcast. So – um, and then the first thing we did is we went online and we asked them to send us some shoulds. And um, if you could see the box, it's full. <laughs> we we came up with a lot of shoulds in an hour even. And then there's wow. just been more added to it since. So I'm going to go ahead and pick out um, our first should. I like it. And um, so today we're going to start talking about I should look for the silver lining. Ugh. <laughs> I should vomit right now. What's the time you've been forced to look for the silver lining or told you should be looking for the silver lining? Every moment of my life. Yeah. Actually, that is one of the, I think, my superpowers of flipping it to the positive so um, I don't get stuck in the negative. But there are times when I, of late, I realize that I am not giving myself time to be angry, to be upset, to be sad, um, to fail, to grieve. Mm-hmm. And... um I should allow myself to do that, but it, there's not necessarily a silver lining. Sometimes it's just a pile of emoji poop. <laughs> Sometimes it's a flaming pile of yeah. shit. Yes. And, that, and I think um, it also, when you start always looking for the silver lining, just like you said, Jackie, you start you start um, nullifying your feelings, mm-hmm. which starts making you more invisible. Because it's the idea of that you that yes. you are allowed to be angry, and it's important to be angry. It's important to be sad. It's important to express all these emotions that you have, regardless of, of why they're there. And so, I really think it does start really taking away our power and, mm-hmm. and making us invisible. To constantly, I think you know, like to be a a sad bastard all the time isn't helpful either. But yeah, yeah. It's, you know, they should look yeah. at the silver lining. It's like no, sometimes it is just a pile of poop. Yeah. So one of my very favorite sports um, is I'm um, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's the only sport I like to play. And um, I am always looking for the lesson, right? So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like I sit on the toilet. I'm like, what's the lesson here? You know, like I'm just always looking. So even in the – More fiber. Yeah. (laughs) The lesson here is I didn't drink enough water today. The lesson here is a cushion seat. Yeah. (laughs) That I should have spent $200 at the Mars Cheese Castle. That's That's never, ever a negotiable, by the way. (laughs) I mean, my God. It's a cheese castle the size of Walmart. (laughs) Anyway. So I always am looking for the lessons I'm learning, right? So I I just – it is my MO to look for, I guess, the silver lining. But I remember very distinctly recently how pissed off – this was during the Kavanaugh um, hearings mm-hmm. – how mad and angry I was that we were having this conversation. I mean it took me back to some real deep hurt feelings and I was mad at, and I'm like – I think both of you. Um, I don't allow myself to be mad very often. Correct. And, you know, I don't dive deep into that anger. It it has settled in my body for 40-some years. Mm-hmm. And I remember this time thinking distinctly, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be as mad as I want to be for as long as I want to be. And I would – I you know, I process a lot by writing. And so I was writing and just about how angry I was. But I remember everybody around me kept trying to push me for the silver lining. Like my, you know, my husband's, you know, would take the anger or whatever. But I mm. remember distinctly being at the She Hive and, and sharing it with some people at the She Hive. And one of the women said to me, 
well, this is what I think and that's the silver lining and I have to look for the silver lining. And oh, man, I felt so bad. But I went after her like, I don't want to look for the silver lining. Mm-hmm. I was there for this. <laughs> you were, yeah. I got so mad. I'm like, I just fucking want to be mad. And it's so foreign to us, yeah. you know. I've, I've been working with my therapist on this. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, therapy is awesome. <laughs> you it, should go. <laughs> no, actually, you must go. You must go. <laughs> yeah. I must go. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me 49 years before I started going to therapy. But um, I love how I'm I'm telling her a story and I'm expressing some things. And, and she goes, hang on, hang on. Let's back up for a second. How did you feel? I go, well, I just got through it. And she goes... No, how did you feel? I was frustrated. That's not an emotion. So, <laughs> did your therapist give you the emotional will primer to carry with you too? <laughs> uh, no, I went and downloaded that for my own self. It's Sweet in my Jesus. bullet journal. <laughs> so, so I I didn't realize how um, disconnected I was for my emotions mm-hmm. constantly because I'm constantly looking for the lesson, looking for the silver lining. How can I flip this to my benefit? Yep. How can I flip the script? I mean, all of these words that I use regularly. So now I, uh, and I, I'm like the cheerleader and the Pollyanna go, okay, we're going to get through this and I'm going to help you. And we're going to turn this pile of emoji poop into a shining <laughs> ball of shit. And so still shit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so when I stopped doing that, and now when someone comes to me with um, – uh, and, and the other thing that happened is if I'm I'm helping you find the silver lining, I now just took responsibility for all of your jazz. Yeah. With all, for all of your sickness and all the things that you created in your life. And now what I'm saying to people is, I am so sorry. That totally sucks. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. There was a comedian I saw once in this, you said that, you know, you shine it up. So it's shiny poop. And my, I say this all the time. Uh, he, he was, I saw him at Mark Ridley's of all places. And I, I feel bad that I don't remember who it is because it's such a good joke. And he says, a turd rolled in coconut does not make a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally going up on the pillar of wisdom back in the sea. I, I love that so much. And he was talking about like how crappy cars are made. And he's like, a turd rolled in coconut. Like <laughs> if you put a good facade on a car, it doesn't make him a good vehicle. So yeah. Yeah. That's it's funny. I was um, coming out of the gym on on Monday. We were talking about um, shining up shit, and and they go, and they said you actually um, the the um, plausible the guys that um, I just lost who they are. They do the scientific experiments with the uh, MythBusters. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they actually were able did a myth busting thing, and they they polished up poop. You nice. can polish poop. That they proved that you could. I got to find that up. If those two guys can figure it, if anyone can figure it out, it's those, <laughs> those two guys. Two guys. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So how do you process anger? So th- it's really interesting that you brought up, you know, talking to your therapist because I've been talking to my therapist about this because one, same thing. I remember um, saying something like it, I was 47 before I realized that hunger was an emotion. <laughs> It is. It is. Now now I'm 50 and I know this. <laughs> yeah. I was this many years old when I learned it today. And so – Huh. You know, and so same thing. I actually downloaded the 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 wheel of emotions because I grew up knowing like four emotions, like you were angry, happy, sad, or pissed. You know, by, like, by the way, I've gone through the wheel of emotions just today alone. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, you know what? I'm very I proud of you. I'm <laughs> I'm very I am proud so sorry. I that ones, must have sucked. Yeah, yeah, I've hit ones that I, I think I'm sure that don't exist. <laughs> oh, they do. There's. Do you need a primer too? I <laughs> do. I, I've never heard of this. <laughs> there is. It's a huge wheel. And so I remember I was. Um, so I take this annual girls trip with my my mother and her sister and her best friend and some of the women in the family for thirty some years. We've been meeting once a year in the spring. 
and we usually meet down in Florida. And so about two years ago, um, I was doing this work with my therapist on emotions, like just realizing that I actually didn't know what emotions were, how to name them. And um, we get down to Florida and um, I'm catching up with my aunt and she's like, so, you know, what are you doing these days? And I'm like, I'm doing this really interesting work right now on emotions. And I'm like, you know, I didn't know till recently that there's more than four emotions. And my mother goes, there's more than four emotions? <laughs> Your mom's like, I didn't know there was more than two. <laughs> My mom happy goes, and anger. She goes, happy, anger, mad. And I'm like, no shit. Like, where do I get it? But it really does dawn on me. I really don't know how to pro- process anger. I've never been taught how to process it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So wow. how do you process your anger? I'm, I'm currently in, at the moment in marriage counseling. Yeah. And yeah, I've been married 23 years. You, you go to marriage counseling at least a few times. <laughs> yeah. And um, – all this time that we've been married, I just started getting really, really angry about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like really, really. It, it, so it, it's it, and what's amazing to me is not only um, is it allowed. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I didn't think this was allowed, but it's also tolerated by my spouse, and not only tolerated but celebrated. It's weird. And so, <laughs> what it, being angry is celebrated by yes. yourself? Wow. Yes, because it, it is. It keeps making the relationship better. Like because I have. Just like he does, you're in a relationship this long, you have justified anger. Like there's right. things that the other person does to piss you off <laughs> and vice versa. But uh, I, I'm going to use that tonight. Justified. <laughs> this is justified anger. Why did you throw away all my clothes? It's justified anger. <laughs> um, but no, but but yeah, but it is the thing of like I'm just learning how to be angry. I, I come from a family where um, there was – Anger just anger turned into something awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was no there was like a lot of physical abuse and stuff. There was no like normal processing of anger. So to me, there was always the equating of like you have to keep control of your emotions, you know, otherwise it turns into something terrible. Which like I w- I don't I don't wouldn't even hit an animal. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like the, I just not I'm not I'm not built that way at all. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's really becoming very it's, it's scary. And liberating to be able to to explore that, to be like really freaking angry in a fight and say everything that you want to say and the other person still be standing there going, yeah, I had that coming, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 talent. Yeah. That's talent. And that does not happen in my marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, we're not we're not through twenty three years of marriage counseling. Uh, not through not through twenty three years of marriage counseling, but twenty three years of marriage. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there. Uh, oh no, he doesn't always agree with me. This isn't you know, this isn't like uh believe me, there's a lot of yelling back and forth and what the hell are you talking about going on. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, how do I deal with anger? Anger was not allowed in my childhood. Mm-hmm. There's nine kids in my family. Can you imagine if we we're just a bunch of angry beavers running around like that? Yeah. Uh, but my brothers were angry all the time. So as girls, girls are not mm-hmm. allowed anger. Yeah. And that was a very, very big deal. So for us, uh, it for me, well, I don't care about anything else, but for me, um, also as a leader, I'm not allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. I married a man who was always the first marriage, who was always so angry, he would like punch the wall next to my head. Um, and so I don't know how you're not still married. Oh, no, that's the first husband. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You're not still married. He sounds, well, he sounds delightful. In, you he's left in, him? <laughs> yeah, I did. He's in prison now. Oh, huh. uh, I didn't put him there. Uh, so he, he did. He did <laughs> on his yeah. own idiotic self. Gross, disgusting self. So, um, so I, it was through my uh, childhood, early adulthood that anger is not allowed. And I got really good at not being angry. But guess what? It always comes out. Yeah. So I'm trying this new thing and it's fresh, mm-hmm. which is I'm not okay with what just happened. I'm really mad. Mm-hmm. 
I know we don't disagree. I know we don't agree on this. And I'm going to be a little mad about it. You got to give me a minute. Yeah. And so it's it's baby steps for me right now. How am I processing it? Baby steps. Because it comes out anyway because I become a passive aggressive bitch. <laughs> Not to mention it, com- it I'm comes out. sorry. Up. That's only you that that happens to. <laughs> Isn't that surprising? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is, though. It does come out in all these ways. And it comes out all these ways of, you know. For me, like uh, overeating and you know yep. self hatred and yep. and just drinking. drinking and sadness, just like depression. Yeah. And, you know, just I remember. So I had weight loss surgery like uh, five years ago, right? And I had to give up smoking because I used to smoke quite a bit. So the the surgeon was adamant: no surgery if you're smoking. So I had to give up smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, and um, and then um, I had to give up eating at that point in time, pretty much because I mean it's a very regimented plan, and. I remember the very first day getting back from the hospital. So I was just stayed overnight in the hospital, got home. My husband was insistent. I was going to go to my mother's house and let her help me recuperate. But my husband was insistent. I have to come home. He was going to take care of me. Aww. And then we got home and we promptly got in a fight. And I remember mm-hmm. like literally sitting there going and I couldn't drive, right? Because <laughs> I'm still on Vicodin at this time. I like, I like promptly got into a fight. <laughs> we did. I mean, I wasn't home 12, like two hours maybe. And we were in a fight. And I remember going through this whole card catalog of, Fuck, I can't smoke. Mm. <laughs> I can't eat. Panic. I can't like run and leave this house and go drive mm. around and angrily. Or drop kick you in the head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or any of these things. I just had to sit there and sit in my anger. And it Ew. was the most just unreal, surreal experience of my life because I had never just had to sit there in anger. And I just sat there and cried. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And I'm like, oh, wait, maybe this is just what adults do. They don't smoke. They don't drink. They don't overeat and stuff themselves. They like, I shouldn't say this is what the adults do, but people who actually know how to process you, you their sh- anger. You shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find Should that, that go in the box now? Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring a pen into this bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I have a hard time differentiating uh, anger or mad and sad. Anger and grief um, mm-hmm. get very confusing for me. Yeah. So that's why I get mad and then I start to cry and then I get madder. Yeah. And uh, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I just think the thing is, is that you do get, breathe, be mm-hmm. pissed off, be sad, be and and have compassion for yourself. Yeah. That's my word. But for me too, I've actually had to. I, I don't. I don't have the civility that you have of the. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not feeling great about this right now, and I'm going to be angry. I, I'm, I'm just, just a like, little bit. Shut up! I'm, you know, like I'm just like, yeah. I'm. The, I'm the heat miser. Like yeah. you know, like I have to. You know, lately, I've been exploding. Which feels, I mean, I haven't been like unruly. I'm not breaking things, but definitely like letting loose and just like I'm really angry, and this uh-huh. is you know like, it's this is not okay, and and really advocating. But you know, I, I think it comes to the fact that like again, being finally figuring out that I can be angry is now. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just like for the first time. I'm 47, and yeah. for the last year and a half, I've I've figured out like, oh, I have a voice yeah. and it's valid and mm-hmm. people want to hear it and it's important. So why do you think we were taught? I mean, I, 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 what were the repercussions of being angry? You know, like I think I was raised somewhat in a family similar to yours, Sonia, where anger showed up as rage. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just outright rage and um, in some in some instances. Mm-hmm. And so I never wanted to revert. And actually, that I did revert to that. I picked up rage for a long time. Like, I broke shit through mm-hmm. things, you know. Mm-hmm. My husband will still tell you how I broke his very favorite kiss glass ever. Wait, wait. I'm going to side with your husband on this. You don't break <laughs> kiss glasses. <laughs> you do in certain instances. Brian, I, well, uh, yeah, well, okay. 
I was going to have you back there, buddy, but you must have done something bad. You get a broken kiss glass. <laughs> he did. He did. Actually, I don't even think that I did it on purpose. I probably did. But anyway. <laughs> Passive aggressive breaking. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's how I used to deal with it was, you know, hit, anger, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, now it is I cry or I write about it, mm-hmm. you know. Hey. So. Uh, I was isolated. Yeah. Um, as a kid and as an adult, if if the mad happened, it was it was isolation. So that's very scary for me for being a super extroverted and external processor. That was pretty scary. Ooh. Oh my God, you sound like you're a psychiatrist or something. Over there. I'm learning things. <laughs> I'm learning things. Uh, mine was uh, not like that though. Mine was I was in a family that everybody was all preoccupied with their own dysfunction and their own crazy. So yeah. they didn't care if I was mad. It, it didn't matter to be mad. Mm. Really? Mm. Yeah. So it just after a while, it was just like well. If it doesn't make a difference and no one cares how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that we're so fucking awesome these days. I love I love <laughs> that you write about it. To me, that's my yeah. um that's my savior. Yeah. If I can just go write about stuff. Oh yeah. And I and and not that I'm ever gonna need to read it. Don't worry about chicken scratch. Just get it yeah. out. Oh, I need to read it. I need to read it to people. <laughs> I need an audience for my rage. I do. I do. I need an audience at all times. Well, ladies, that is what we have for um, this first podcast. So thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, we'll be back soon. Um, You know, like in five minutes or so. (laughs) We'll be back soon when we pick another shit out of the shit box. All right. All right. Thank you. I'm ready.